0: You're listening to episode number 71 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today we're chatting about steps to support your digestive function without a gallbladder, signs that your gallbladder is imbalanced on your ketogenic diet, regretting gallbladder removal, and how to recover after you've decided to get gallbladder removal. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast. Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. Starting keto and maintaining it long-term can be quite a challenge if you don't feel supported. My 60-day program, The Keto Bundle, provides you with clear step-by-step how-to on successfully adapting to a ketogenic diet, avoiding common ketogenic struggles, and healing your body completely and fully with a ketogenic diet. Go to healthfulpursuit.com bundle and use the coupon code PODCAST, all in caps, no spaces, to get 10% off your order, exclusive for podcast listeners only. Now, let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday! The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash e71. The transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode and let's hear from one of our awesome partners. The podcast is partnered with Wolf Clinic Royal Flora, my choice in soil-based probiotics. Soil-based probiotics are a fabulously effective approach to repopulating the gut. The soil-based organisms are cultured in declayed plant matter free from pesticides, chemicals, and toxins. Unlike conventional probiotics, which have a shortened shelf life, are vulnerable to stomach acid, weakened by processing methods, and less likely to reconstitute or colonize the GI tract to the level we need it, Soil-based probiotics are alive and thriving, meaning they colonize along the entire GI tract, rapidly forming into the bacteria your body needs most as soon as it interacts with saliva. Soil-based probiotics from Wolf Clinic called Royal Flora is my choice in soil-based probiotic, and my gut has never felt less bloated. I'm not reacting to foods in the way that I used to. For example, spaghetti squash, I can eat it no problem. It's great and Canadian listeners receive 20% off when you order from healthfulpursuit.com forward slash gut use the coupon code gut all in caps no spaces for the 20% discount to be applied to your order I've got an awesome giveaway in store for all of you podcast listeners. Just to thank you guys for listening every single week. You can enter to win a bone broth bundle from my friends at Kettle and Fire. The bundle includes six boxes of bone broth. You get two of each flavor, chicken, beef, and chicken and mushroom. You'll be stocked up. Get it? <laughs> That's totally a bad joke, but the giveaway is awesome. Here's how to enter. All you got to do is go to healthfulpursuit.com slash review and leave a review for the podcast, enter in a star rating and add a couple of words and totally be honest, and then screenshot that review and email it to info at keto A winner will be randomly drawn and announced on February eleventh. So make sure that you're following me on Instagram at healthful pursuit, but we'll also send the winner an email. This giveaway is open to us listeners only. Again, you have until February 11th to enter. So head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash review to leave your review and then email us at info at ketodietpodcast.com to let us know that you did enter and good luck. I've put together a free 26-page recipe booklet on how to prepare carb-up meals. You can get it at healthfulpursuit.com slash If you're intrigued by carb-ups, a practice that can help you balance hormones, bust your weight plateaus, and more, this free guide will show you which foods are safe for a carb-up and how to prepare each really easily. You can get the free guide with over 50 recipes at healthfulpursuit.com slash Okay, I just got one announcement today, and that is if you like today's episode, you may also really like our gut episode that we did way back in episode three. So if you want more gut-related digestive conversations, head back to episode three of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today's guest, her name is Allie Bittner. She's a full-time graphic designer living just outside of Philadelphia. After having her gallbladder removed at age 16, Allie gained over 100 pounds in less than a year and experienced various health obstacles until finding a whole foods approach to keto at age 22. With the help of supplements, Allie is able to enjoy a keto lifestyle and channel her focus and creativity into building a wholly vibrant and beautifully colorful life. So today's episode is going to be really, really great for people that feel like their body hates keto. Maybe you're running to the toilet every time you eat too much fat, or maybe you're having pain underneath your right shoulder blade constantly since you've been eating keto and you're wondering what the heck is going on. That is your gallbladder. And it's just telling you that you may not be digesting your fat properly. So today's episode will give you some tools on how to support your body so that you can do your ketogenic diet successfully. So without further ado, let's cut over to this interview. qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. Hey, Ali, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm so good. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for
1: having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So for listeners that may not be familiar with you, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure, absolutely. I am a graphic designer living and working just outside of Philadelphia. from a crazy family of all girls. And I love the keto diet when I'm not working on design. I'm probably playing video games or cooking in the kitchen.
0: I love it. What kind of video games do you play? I'm a
1: hardcore PC gamer. My dad kind of raised me on PC games. So I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to stuff like that.
0: I love it. Totally. That's awesome. My husband was really into PC games until he met me. And then I just took up too much of his time and he never gets to play anymore.
1: (laughs) I have the same fear about a relationship. I think it might take me away from my gaming.
0: Yeah, it it likely will. I'm sorry to say. (laughs) Um, So how did you find keto? Let's start there.
1: Oh, that's such a fun question. I found keto unexpectedly. My older sister has PCOS, and she found keto and introduced me to the concept. But when the first time I ever heard about keto, I immediately ruled it off because I don't have a gallbladder. So I heard this high fat diet. And my first thought is, I don't have a gallbladder. I can't do this. It's not an option for me. And my second thought was you're eating a diet consisting entirely of fat. You're crazy. So th- that was my first introduction to the keto lifestyle and I thought she was crazy for a little while longer. And she really she was really passionate about keto and I didn't I didn't quite understand the diet at the time but she encouraged me to try it out and she let me know that It had worked for other people without a gallbladder. So I was paleo for a really long time. And through struggling with some weight loss issues, I decided to give it a shot. And once I finally gave it a shot, I failed miserably the first time. And then I tried again, and I noticed an insane amount of mental clarity and focus and emotional stability. And those were really the kinds of feelings that sold me on the diet altogether.
0: So how did you adjust the ketogenic diet to work for your gallbladder? Did you do anything differently? Is that why you failed the first time? I'm honestly
1: not sure why I failed so hard the first time. I had the worst case of keto flu. I think I maybe went a little too hard too fast. And because I don't have a gallbladder, maybe it was a little bit more taxing on my body. But once I tried it the second time, I found that including supplements really changed my experience. And I was able to digest the fat a lot better.
0: That's awesome. And is there anything that you do now on a daily basis, kind of keeping gallbladder stuff and fat digestion in mind when you're eating keto?
1: Absolutely. I think about digestion all the time. I like to call myself a poop whisperer, because <laughs> kind of have to be on top of that to tackle the whole digestion issue but i'm thinking about my digestion all of the time because i really have to approach my gut health from a well-rounded perspective now that i don't have a gallbladder, i like to think of it as my digestive system is now down a teammate so all the other players really have to pick up the slack And because of that, I try to nurture my gut gut health from a well-rounded perspective. So including things like probiotics and not over-consuming alcohol, not going crazy with different types of food all at one time, I try to think about it as much as I can. And now that I am in a routine with keto, I don't have to think about it as much, but I, I... find myself always learning new things about my body as
0: time goes on. Love it. And you mentioned a little bit about like, having did you say a poo whisper? Is that what you called it? Pooh whisperer, yes. <laughs> I love it. What does that mean for you? Like, are you checking out the consistencies of your bowel movements? Or I'd love to get into that because I'm a nutritionist and love talking about poo.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. This is funny, because I'm a graphic designer. And I work in an office where all of us have really comfortable conversations about it. So it's really funny to hear that. I'll have to tell my coworkers. But I am definitely checking checking out what's going on every time I go, but also just paying attention to what my body feels like in the process. A lot of the times I'll have uh, if, if I have a stomach pain I know that might not be the best and I'll think of what I ate keeping a food journal and kind of comparing each bowel movement to what's going on in my diet every day that's really helpful I would say that's probably the most helpful thing that I do to try to monitor it
0: Amazing. So your daily routine, you're checking out your poo, you're making sure that things are in check, you're eating a lot of probiotics. Are there any other things that you do in a typical day that's probably maybe a little bit more unique than just a classic keto person that has their gallbladder?
1: I don't think that there's anything really super unique. I think that now I have a really good grasp of what it means to take care of my body without a gold bladder and it comes pretty naturally. It's not something that I have to be super adamant about all the time. It's just second nature.
0: Mm -hmm. Love it. And. Do you notice what certain keto foods slow down your digestion more than others? Like when you are watching your digestion and making sure things are working well, do you find that there's just certain foods that don't work well for you? For
1: sure. I was paleo for a really long time, so I wasn't consuming dairy, but I just recently started to try incorporating dairy again, and I think that tends to slow down my digestion a lot. I was surprised by it. I didn't expect it to slow down my digestion as much as it did, but dairy definitely slows it down.
0: Are there any other things like certain fibers or any sorts of fats or is it just specifically dairy? How lucky are you? That's awesome.
1: It could be more than that. I'm still exploring the possibility, especially with things like flax seeds or um, other nuts that might be phytonutrients, kind of trying to experiment and see what my body is like when I cut back on them versus when I'm consuming a lot of it. Still in that experimentation phase with figuring it all out, and I still keep a food journal I've been keeping a food journal forever. So, trying to find all the answers still, I think it will always be an evolving process.
0: I think it always is. I always thought that there would be like this perfect time where I wouldn't have to care anymore and I would just have it all figured out. And as soon as that sort of happens, something else changes and I have to adjust it. So, it's yeah, it's constantly evolving, I find. So, it's cool that you are experimenting with your body and just trying to explore different avenues. And uh, I think that journaling can be really helpful for people to kind of say, you know, flax seeds did this, did it do it again, did it do it again, and kind of piecing it all together from there. So that's awesome.
1: Absolutely. It's been so helpful for me. And it's one of those things that it doesn't have to be a constant. It's something that I can pick up when I really need it the most and come back to
0: time and time again. More in my interview with Allie Bittner after this message from one of our podcast partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true north, strong and free. But gosh, am I jealous that y'all in the U.S. get access to Thrive Market. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you $20 off your first three boxes of groceries, plus free shipping and a 30-day free trial. That's a total of $60 in savings, equivalent of over three tubs of collagen or over four free pounds of cacao butter, or get this, a half year's supply of free digestive enzymes, all for switching to Thrive Market for your online grocery needs. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra $60 off your first three orders plus free shipping, you're going to transform a regular $100 grocery run into an $80 dollar Thrive Market order for three months in a row for the same amount of things. Go to thrivemarket.com slash keto to get your instant $60 off free shipping and a free 30 day membership. This offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes for today's episode to get all the details. Do you have any, like, warning signs, like maybe, you know, when you were testing around with dairy and figured out it wasn't good for you, um, did you find that there was, like, a specific warning sign, like, I don't know, your liver hurt or um, your stomach hurt a whole lot or you got diarrhea, like, warning signs that a food doesn't work for you because you don't have a gallbladder? I think it comes back to the poop whispering for me.
1: Yeah. Just seeing how often I'm going, um, how my stomach is feeling while it's digesting, uh, if there are any changes in my digestion. For me, digestion is really the best way for me to tell. I've never been the most intuitive about the functions of my body or where my organs are or anything like that. So having the ability to monitor something a little more tangible has really worked for me.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And Do you now practice a carb up practice like with your ketogenic practice or do you eat strictly like low carb all of the time?
1: I love carb ups. I don't do them regularly right now, but I was for a really long time. I would say maybe five months I was having weekly carb ups and I absolutely love them. I will still have carb ups if I feel like I need to just get a fresh start or uh, there's a family event I don't want to skip out on, I'll have a carb up. But yeah, I absolutely do practice them.
0: Awesome. And we chat a little bit about supplements, um, namely probiotics. Are there other supplements that you take to support your body because one of your teammates is down in your digestive team? Absolutely.
1: I have two MVPs in my squad. Love it. and digestive enzymes. Those are my two main supplements for being keto without a gold bladder. So I take ox bile and my digestive enzymes before I eat. It depends on the brand. Sometimes it's after eat, sometimes it's before. But I take them with every single meal and I really notice that they make a difference.
0: Awesome. And how did you figure out that this was the right supplement for you? Like, are there specific um, brands that you like more than others? I have honestly tried a slew of brands. I just kind of
1: grab whatever is accessible with good reviews at a great price. That's kind of my thing. Whatever's on Amazon and is pretty popular with everyone else seems to be a good choice for me. And I've been taking them for maybe about six No, I was going to say six years, but I've been taking them for a lot longer than that. So I've swapped between all different kinds of brands. As long as I look at the reviews, everything tends to work out. But I do use the Nutricology brand of Oxbile right now, and I'm using Source Natural Digestive Enzymes. But I've also used Now Food Super Enzymes, and they've worked really well for me.
0: Okay, I will include links to all of those things in the show notes today if people are curious. I know of all those brands, so ace. And when you you said that you started this supplementation quite a while ago, were there certain ones that you had to like ease yourself into, like Oxbile, or did you kind of just go all in and hope for the best?
1: Sometimes I still have to go easy with them. It is a balancing act for sure, but I... Definitely had to ease in when I was first starting. So for anyone who is interested in starting them, I would recommend starting with you know a lower dose and working your way into it. Uh, I take maybe one of each with a lighter ma- meal and two of each with a heavier meal. Like Thanksgiving, it was prime time to take two of each
0: so I absolutely did oh that's a good tip and something I actually forgot to do myself for like years I used to do that about seven years ago and just totally forgot until you said that so brilliant I totally forgot I used to do that with my digestive enzymes and it worked like ace so that's a great tip for ox bile some people say that their blood pressure changes with ox bile supplementation have you ever experienced this Honestly, I haven't. My blood pressure tends to
1: run low on its own. So if it made any dent in my blood pressure, it might not have been too noticeable. I haven't noticed it myself.
0: And do you, in your enzymes, do you know if you have um, hydrochloric acid or HCL in them? Have you ever supplemented with it separately?
1: I have never supplemented with HCL separately. I don't think I have in my current brand of enzymes, but I do recall seeing it in enzymes in the past, so I'm not sure. It's something that I should definitely look into. I'm interested to learn more.
0: Yeah, I used to take it a long time ago, but um, the one that I took had fenugreek in it, and I'm anaphylactic to peanuts, and I didn't know that fenugreek and peanuts are cross-relative allergies. So anyone listening, if you're allergic to legumes, peanuts included, and you find an HCL with fenugreek in it, please don't try it you could probably kill yourself. I did almost three times and I was in the hospital three separate times on on, in anaphylactic shock. So I wouldn't recommend that for people. So definitely check out your HCL supplements. I wish somebody would have told me this um, because it cost me a lot of money to go to the hospital three times and not know what it was. <laughs> it was horrible. Okay, so you've tried a lot of different types of supplements. You mentioned like just jumping on Amazon and finding the best reviewed ones, and that many of them worked. Was there ever a supplement that didn't work? And kind of what was the symptom of that if, if that was the case?
1: I'm trying to think back to times where supplements may not have worked. And I've been through so much distress with my stomach, but nothing comes nothing comes up front of mind for me i'm sure that I have had experiences, but it's kind of all awash in my memories between all the different medical things and all the supplements i've tried out
0: mm. dumping syndrome gallbladder have you ever had that
1: i haven't had dumping syndrome myself. I have had a few friends who have experienced dumping syndrome. Um, I very well could have, and I just don't remember. Um, I know that my friends who have experienced dumping syndrome have found success with
0: bile salts,
1: That seems to be a common thread, but I can't speak to it from
0: my personal experience. That's totally fine. Okay, so let's dig a little bit deeper into kind of your keto experience and overall, um, especially the case that you don't have a gallbladder. Is there anything that you wish you knew before you started keto? Like looking back like, oh man, I wish I would have known these three things. Not so
1: much before starting keto, but there's definitely things that I wish I knew before I had my gallbladder removed. My my older sister was such a wealth of information when I transitioned to keto. She got me the Keto Diet book, and that became my Bible when I was transitioning. So I had all the resources there at that time in my life. But the time in my life where I was looking into gallbladder surgery, I had hardly any resources.
0: Okay, I'm going to bite and ask you, what do you wish you would have known before you had your gallbladder removed? Like. Would you have gone through with with the surgery knowing what you know now, or how would you approach it differently?
1: Interestingly enough, I don't think I would have gone through with the surgery knowing what I know now. After I had my gallbladder removed, I still experienced a lot of the same trouble that I had before the surgery, and that was really disheartening. But mostly around the time where I was considering having my gallbladder removed, I wasn't given a lot of information, and I don't think I took the time to find a doctor who I trusted, and I think those two things would have made a huge difference, because once I got my gallbladder removed, I started to do the research I should have done before, and I learned things like... Your gallbladder serves a function in the body. I didn't even know that. I thought it's just this organ that we don't need. Our body doesn't use it. It just kind of sits there. No doctor ever told me it wasn't the case. So there's just a lot of missing links, a lot of misinformation. I was about 16 years old, so I wasn't the most proactive in my health. And in hindsight, I think that the doctors didn't inform me as well as they should have before I proceeded with the operation.
0: That's really scary that they didn't explain that. I, I mean, I've met lots of people where they get a hysterectomy and they thought it was no big deal. <laughs> like, and the doctors are like, no big no big deal, totally fine. And they don't even talk about what they're doing and what they're taking out and how that's going to affect them. So that's pretty scary. More in my interview with Allie Bittner after this message from one of our podcast partners. The show is partnered up with Paleo Valley, the makers of the only 100% grass-fed and finished fermented beef stick. Each stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs, and we all know how important fermented foods are to the health of our gut and the strength of our immune system, as well as boosting overall energy. Chowing down on Paleo Valley's fermented beef sticks provides your body with all of the beneficial bacteria it loves in one convenient little stick. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical, additive dye, and preservative-free, as well as being 100% free from carbs and sugar, and made with the highest quality ingredients. Exclusive to listeners of the show, you can receive an instant savings of 20% off Paleo Valley fermented beef stick snacks by going to paleovalley.com keto. And if your jaw is tired just thinking about beef jerky, I gotta tell you that these tasty treats are not tough at all, but moist with a little snap again that's paleovalley.com slash keto for an instant 20% off savings and if you're unsure of the link simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all of the details now if anyone is listening right now to our conversation and they've recently had gallbladder surgery is there anything that you would say to them about the recovery process or how to overcome anything or like tips and tools that you learned that you wish you would have known sooner?
1: Absolutely. The most difficult thing I experienced after I had my gallbladder removed was weight gain. There are tons of other things that happen when you get your gallbladder taken out, too. But as a woman and as a 16-year-old at the time, that was definitely top of my mind. So I was gaining a lot of weight, and I wasn't being very forgiving on myself. So my biggest advice to somebody who has just gone through gallbladder surgery is to give yourself time to not be so hard on yourself if you experience any symptoms that you weren't expecting afterwards and then once you feel empowered in your body without the gallbladder to take the appropriate steps to really nurture your gut health so you can be in the best shape possible moving forward.
0: Amazing. I love that. And I'll include links too, to some gut health episodes that we've done in the past and videos and things like that if people are curious and they want more information. And you also put together a little gallbladder guide. Is that right? For like a little infographic? That's
1: right. I've created a little infographic all about supplementing with, uh, without a gallbladder and supplementing when you can't stomach the fat.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, where can people get it? Because that's cool.
1: Absolutely. People can get it on my website at www.kisscreative.co slash keto. So super easy. It'll be right there.
0: Okay, we'll include a link in the show notes so you guys can check that out. I can't wait cuz you're an awesome designer and that'll be great. I can't wait to see it. Oh, um thank you so much. Okay, my next question for you has to do with like your mental health and digestive health cuz I know that you really care about your digestive health. Have you found that your mental health and your digestive health are tied together? Like do you find like your digestion is a little bit off when you're having a bad day or vice versa?
1: big time, big time. I never really appreciated the link between my mental health and my digestive health when I was growing up. And I think that's a big part of what landed me on the operating table. Uh, I didn't have gallstones. I didn't have any of the more apparent gallbladder issues when I had my gallbladder removed. I was told that it was Disease that I had a diseased gallbladder at the time. But when I look back on my childhood, I did not have the best diet. I remember that my mom used to give me ice cream every day before bed because she was worried I wasn't getting enough calcium. So she was trying, but her means to an end wasn't the most conventional. And when I look back on the way that my diet could have influenced my gut health, I start to make some connections there. Uh, I I was diagnosed with ADHD and depression at a really young age. And now that I'm on the keto diet and I feel such a strong sense of emotional stability, I can see where maybe my diet influenced my health as I was growing up and how all of that kind of created... You know, between mental health issues, gallbladder issues, everything else going on, just this swirl that didn't lead to the to the best physical health. And in hindsight, I think that if my diet had been better, my gallbladder issues wouldn't have been so severe. So I see the the connection, and I feel such a strong sense of emotional stability in my diet now. Uh, if I feel like I upset my gut or upset that balance, it's very noticeable. And if I'm struggling with something like depression, and I change a few things in my diet, sometimes it can lead to dramatic results. So it's something that I've only gotten to experience now that I have that perspective. And I don't think I could quite appreciate it if I didn't have the experience of getting my gallbladder taken out.
0: Yeah, it's so true. When you look back on those things, you're like, shoot, maybe it would have been different if it would have been this way or that way. But then you also look and say, well, this is the way I see the world now because of these, you know, not so awesome things that happened to me. So it's really challenging to decide whether or not you'd want that in your life still because it kind of made the person you are today.
1: Absolutely. That's how I feel about as much as I regret the surgery itself the experience has made me who I am today Uh, because it was pretty traumatic at the time. I was, you know, a teenage girl and I didn't want anything to do with the doctor's office.
0: Yeah, way more important things to do at 16 than be at the doctor's. Boy Totally amazing. (laughs) Um, My last question for you is, um, I like to ask all of our guests this, is what do you feel is missing in the keto space for women today? I...
1: Don't think that there is, that it's necessarily missing from the keto space right now, but I think it's just starting to become a part of the conversation, and that is the mental health component and the connection between uh, what we feel and what we think and what we eat and what we put into our body and how that affects our mental emotional state. I think that's finally coming into the conversation and I think it's really important for women and speaking of women I think that's another thing that's starting to come in the conversation that is so important and it's how to be keto when you're a woman because in my experience the experience that I've had being keto as a woman has been so drastically different to the experience of men
0: yeah mega like we're totally different, different, different on every level. So that's really cool. And where can people find you, Allie, if they want to learn more about you, see what you're up to? Absolutely. People can find me at Kiss Creative Co.
1: Everywhere, all kinds of social media And that's where I do my business. And I also have a personal Instagram where I share some of my keto meals. And it's
0: called The Design Doll. I love it. And the show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash E68. And thanks so much for coming on the show, Allie. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I had
0: such a great time.